so can you talk a little bit about SANS and so what is what are the aims and the goals? What's the mission of um, the SANS Foundation? Sure. So SANS Research Foundation is based on the idea that we can postpone the health problems of late life and alleviate the astronomical amounts of suffering by reversing and repairing the damage that accumulates during life. In other words, it's based on the whole idea that I put forward first in the year 2000, that published in 2002. Um, the actual, the Sense Research Foundation is a kind of offshoot, in fact, from a precursor foundation called the Methuselah Foundation, which I created jointly with a uh, businessman from Virginia in 2003. And we, we started out with basically no money. We certainly couldn't do any research. So we basically just offered money for um, as a prize for the development of world record li mouse lifespan. If you could beat the world record, you would get money. And of course, the money that we gave out would simply be the money that was given to us. So we said, please give it, if you're not a mouse researcher, but you'd like to contribute to research, give us money and we'll put it into this prize. And that worked really well. And the way we structured it, first of all, it worked, uh, worked really well for its primary goal, which was to raise the profile of longevity research. And secondly, it worked very well to bring in enough money that eventually we could actually spend some of that money on research of our own. So we started doing that in about 2005. Uh, eventually, we decided that the research and the prizes were better done in two separate organizations, just for messaging reasons, really. So that's why Sense Research Foundation was created in 2009. Um, and the the Foundation carried on until it exists now. And uh, we think we, we definitely think with hindsight that was the correct decision to make. Um, but yeah, so we are the research organization. Then. I mean, Methuselah funds research as well, but um, we are focused on that. And we have been quite successful in pursuing and essentially kickstarting areas of research that have had really, you know, ground to a complete halt. People were thought they were too difficult. It's very, very difficult to do difficult research in, in academia. Essentially, academia is biased very strongly in favor of low-hanging fruit, simply because people have to get papers out in high-profile journals in order to get promoted and get the next grant applications funded and so on. So the really important, difficult stuff gets neglected. And we try to fix that because we don't have the peer review problem. We just get money from philanthropy. Um, and so, yes, um, Sense Research Foundation is a, is a charity. It's what's called a 501c3 in America. We're based in Silicon Valley. And we're still very small. We still only have a budget of about $4 million per year. But we get a lot done with it. We also do education. We're interested in creating the next generation of longevity researchers. And so we take summer students, maybe a dozen of them every year. Uh, we have some of them in our own lab, some of them in some of the labs that we work with, um, uh, just for a couple of months. We also take in students immediately after they've got their undergrad degree for a whole year uh, to learn a bit more than they could in a couple of months. And these researchers are really, really good. The, uh, our programs are incredibly competitive, like we can accept only a few percent of the people who apply. And so we get stellar people, and they usually end up contributing quite a lot to the research, even in the short time that they're with us, and then many of them keep going within the field later on. So that's very nice. Our mission, though, is you know, to get the result by whatever means. And that's important to highlight, because 
it has meant that the, uh, the way we go about our mission has changed over the years. In particular, one big thing that's happened over the past few years is that our business model, so to speak, has become not simply to just do research based on philanthropy as best we can, but also to spin out projects as startup companies. That has become possible simply because investors have, have appeared. 10 years ago, we couldn't have done that because no investor, no one who actually wanted to make money would believe that the, um, that the work was sufficiently far along to, to, to be, for them to be able to kind of join the dots to all the way to revenue. But, but gradually that changed. And of course, you need to be a fairly courageous, high risk, high reward type investor to get involved even now. But the, the, there are some of those and quite a few of them have become interested in getting involved in this. And of course, investors write bigger checks than donors do. So we end up uh, in a position where projects can get much better funded by being spun out of startup companies. So we've done that half a dozen times now and we'll carry on doing that. It's definitely the right way to go. But of course, different projects end up at that kind of investable stage at different times. So there are still plenty of projects that we are still pursuing within the foundation that still do rely on the very inadequate amount of funding that we can provide philanthropically. Right. Thank you all for watching. I hope that you found the video informative. Please do hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to our channel and hit the bell button for new video release notifications. It encourages us to continue to create more videos about anti-aging and extending healthy lifespan. Thank you so much for your kind support. I wish you all well and we'll speak to you again soon.